Welcome to Monday Motivation. Now, this podcast is not going to be long enough to even get you to work, but it will give you a lot to work on because the most important thing you can work on in life is yourself. Welcome back to Monday Motivation. Uh, My good friend, inventor, entrepreneur, adventure lover, Carl Guthrie, uh, back with us and um, continuing the conversation because um, last time... Carl, I love the journey of I invented this. It wasn't that great. And then I tried something else, tried something else. And then the big reveal was, wait a minute. These aren't my ideas. This isn't, you know, accident. This isn't chance. This isn't just I'm lucky. Uh, God's been guiding me all the way. I think something else you said last time that was really important for everybody to remember is there's always going to be people that talk negatively about your journey and your climb. So it doesn't matter what you do. You can sit at home and people will criticize you. You can go out and do everything you did, and you still had people who were negative, cynical, critical, uh, but you kept climbing. So uh, so where I want to start today is is that your your three favorite rock climbing adventures, because you've been all over the world, my friend, and we don't have time to cover all that, but the three best rock climbing uh, adventures you've had. Well, I've had some great ones. I had some epic ones, too. I guess I'll do two good ones and one epic one. Perfect. <laughs> so we'll start with epic. Yeah, I, so it was, it was years ago. I was living in California, and I was with my climbing partner, and we went up to, up to Tahoe called Lover's Leap. And we decided to go up there. It was like January, February, we decided to go up there and get on this route. And it was probably about 400 feet tall. And uh, we get up about halfway. The clouds started rolling in before we started, but we were going to go for it. Mm. And then they just started really coming in fast in the wind. And then the snow hit. And we were halfway up this thing, and then a snowstorm hit. And it started dumping big old snowflakes. Mm. So we're in the middle of this wall and it's just almost blizzard, <laughs> wind blowing, snow hitting us in the face. But we ended up we ended up climbing up, but it was really slow. But, you know, we didn't have very warm jackets and it was, uh, it, it took us a f- about two hours longer to get up that thing while we were freezing. Wow. You know? But it was pretty epic. Wow. You know, because Man, just, was, to, just to even think about that, um, the stress, the tension, the, and you know, just, uh, that storm coming up unexpected. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine. You know, I, I, I was impressed that I survived, uh, five days without power when, uh, the ice hit Austin a few weeks ago. And I mean, you're on the side of a mountain with the, a storm. <laughs> probably the, probably the worst part is, is that, so just when you get to the top of the rock, right, you either got to rappel down the ropes to the ground, to yeah. the base of the rock, or you have to hike off. Right. So normally you always try to hike off because rappelling is like the most par- most dangerous part about rock climbing. Okay. Most rock climbing accidents happen on rappel. Mm. That's when you descend down the rope. Well, there's another lesson that'll be a whole nother season, but yep. uh, uh, going down's a lot but more. We dangerous. had to hike. We had to hike the climber trail <laughs> down, but there was like a foot of snow, and it was pretty treacherous. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's definitely epic. It was it was uh, epic. Lover's Leap Tahoe. So. It all it all went away and everything was great when we got down to the bar and started having some beers. So <laughs> at that point, <laughs> at that point, that was, that was, actually, you know, we got down and we started laughing about it and it's just, you know wow. crazy doing that. And but you so know, what were the other two? So one, of course, was the Half Dome. Okay, uh, I always I wanted to do that. Half Dome. I tried it when I was younger, and then I had a, a friend had an accident, and that was pretty epic. Um, hmm. 
I don't want to go into that because I don't think people want to hear about that. But um, climbing with my good friend, doing that. And uh, there's a thing on Half Dome, and if you look up online, it's it's called Thank God Latch. Hmm. And the reason why it's called that is when the first, uh, I think it was Royal Rob, one of the first people that climbed the route yep. got up. And then if you look at Half Dome at the very top, there's a giant overhang. It's, it's like a big bird beak. It comes out like hmm. 200 feet, and there's this massive overhang. And there's no way to get over that part. And so, but there's this ledge that's, it starts out maybe about this wide, right? And the wall's probably, you know, you know at an angle like wow. this. So you got this ledge, you're, you're, and so you're traversing the wall like this. And it's like 70 or 80 feet long, but it kind of goes around a corner, right? And the ledge, as you get to that corner, the wall starts to invert out. Right, wow. so it goes a little overhanging. Mm -hmm. So no longer you can do this, and then the ledge gets down to about like this, right? So you get to a certain point, and then you gotta get down, and there's a harder, there's a harder. crack where you put in your gear, but it's in, so you gotta grab the ledge, get down like this, and then you gotta hand over hand around the corner, and then you gotta mantle back up, and then finish the ledge, right? And because this ledge was there, they were able to get around this this big overhang. Mm. And get to the top, and that's why they call it Thank God Ledge. Because the ledge wasn't there, he would have had to like, you know, pound little holes and drill bolts. What an them. interesting name yeah. for rock climbers yeah, it, to it give is. something. And, Thank and God Ledge. It's like it's not hard, mm -hmm. but you're twenty five feet. It's you're about two thousand feet up, and there's no ledges below you. So it's like it's it's like the surest part, and it, it is literally two thousand feet straight down with no ledges, trees, anything like you could think kind of something. It's just, it's like being on the tallest building in the world and on, on the ledge of a window and you're looking straight down. And, and then of course that's at, you know, the base. Yeah. And then, you know, as you've been half done, there's the, the, the mountain it, it sits on top. So there's another 4,000 feet that goes like this down to the valley floor. So you look like you're, you know, six, 7,000 feet off the ground as you're doing it straight down. Wow. And it's like every climber, you know, who's a legit climber, you know, oh, you got to go and traverse, thank God, Ledge. It's just like a must, you know, bucket list thing. You have to do this. Okay. So, yeah. So this one is, this one's crazy. <laughs> so I, I'm in Kenya, okay. right? And I'm on a climbing trip. So over there's a lot of climbers, you know, local climbers, a big climbing club. So I, I'm with these climbers and I have this car and we decide, I don't know, have you ever been to Nairobi, Kenya? Yes. Okay. So, you know, it's like 5,000 feet or whatever up in the big plateau. It's yeah. up high. So it's always usually pretty good weather. Well, have you been to the Rift Valley? No. It's the valley below it where you drive down okay. and it goes down yeah. to sea level and it's a completely different world. And I'm, so we're looking for these, this climbing area. Uh, down the Rift Valley. So we have these directions, you know, but they're terrible, right? And there's these dirt roads and we're lost. We're driving this road and that road. We all know what's going on, you know? And I got, I got this, this Kenyan, two Kenyans and this, and we had, we hooked up with, I think he was either from Spain. I can't remember, Spain or Italy, this guy. Yeah. And he's over there on a climbing trip. So we're all hooked up to go climbing. <laughs> and we come down this road and as we're coming down this dirt road, coming down the other side of the hill is this Humvee military Humvee with two uh, military transport trucks, you know, those trucks, yeah, you know, with the, big ones, yeah. the canvas, you know, and all the soldiers in the back. Well, we're here and they're here. We stop. Right. And here's this military convoy. Not good. Right. 
So the, this Italian or Spanish guy here just starts hyperventilating, starts freaking out. The other two Kenyans are like, you know, uh-oh. So we're, here, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden the doors of the Humvee open, right? And this guy gets out with his uniform with all these badges, and then all the soldiers jump out of the thing, and all these guys with these, <laughs> these guns and stuff. And at this point, I think the guy's ready to, ready to have a heart attack. You know, he thinks he's going to die. He's going to get shot down. So the guy gets out. And and so I said, okay. So I open up the door and I jump out of the car and I just walk towards him. Right. And he's walking. Next thing I know, there's a couple soldiers and all the other soldiers. And there's this guy and he was a colonel of the Kenyan military. Okay. Right. And over there, they, because it's a British colony, they speak English. It's British accent. So it was, Hey, what are you doing here? Right, so I, I I answered him. He goes, "Oh, where are you from?" Because you know, Rex, my accent. Oh, I, I'm for Texas. Oh, Texas, George Bush, blah 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 blah, all this stuff. <laughs> and and, uh, and so we're starting to have this conversation, and he's like, he was a nice guy, right? Yeah. And he goes, "Well, you you guys lost? What's going on?" And I'm saying, "Well, we're rock climbers. We're, so we're having this conversation. We're rock climbers. We're trying to find this wall. We don't know where it's at. We're lost." And so these the guys in the in the car are watching this, you know, through the front windshield, like a movie theater, right? They're just watching me out there, you know, yeah. 50 feet in front of this talk and having no, what's going on. They have no mm-hmm. idea. At this point the, the, the Italian guys is, is like crying. Yeah. Like he's crying. Right. Cause he thinks right. he's going to die. Carl's going to die. And then, yeah. Yeah. And they're going to shoot me. They're going to come in and shoot everybody yeah, in the yeah. car and we're all going to die. And so I'm talking to this guy and he goes, Oh, the, I know where that wall is. It's where it's, it's a shooting range. Right. And we're going over target practicing and we can, you know, you can follow us and we'll show you right where it is. And this is the colonel, right? Oh, that's wow. great. He goes, I tell you what, because, you know, I like to gab and I talk and I meet anybody, right? So I'm talking, we're just talking away, smile, having a good time. He goes, I'll drive with you. All right. So he, he walks in, comes, so we both start heading back. And at this point, the guy in the back is like, he yeah. just doesn't know what's happening yeah. in his life. He's planning right? his funeral. He's just yeah. planning his funeral, <laughs> you know. And uh, so he, he so he gets in the car. So I tell him, hey, get in the back. He's going to drive with us. And he just don't know what to think. Yeah. So next thing you know, the colonel gets in the car, front seat. The, we take off. The Humvee and the trucks follow us. And he's driving us to the wall to the hunting range. And we're just talking back. They didn't say a word. They were just like. And they were just totally so silent, good. chatted all the way. He goes up and sure enough, came around a corner and there's this big old wall hmm. right there. He goes, here it is. Shook hands. He gets out, jumps his humming and they drove off. Crazy. That's crazy. Out of the middle of nowhere in the Rift Valley. And this place is like, there is nothing out there. I'm telling you. Oh my you. goodness. Yeah. And that, w- that was quite the experience. Quite the experience, which yeah. ironically ties back to finding faith and the right guide in life and journey and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, because uh, all of us are, we're wandering through life. Where's the map? Where's the place (laughs) where, you know, and all of a sudden it seems like a, a chance meeting, but you meet someone who says, Hey, where are you headed? Well, you know, and, uh, I really enjoyed our conversation at a coffee shop recently where it's like, Hey, Carl, where are you going? Well, Man, I got a great wife. She's always praying for me, and she's always telling me. And but I, you know, I'm telling Jesus to go over there because I'm doing this. And well, man, I've had a lot of success in my life. And man, I got this great group of men, and they've really changed my life because they've started to nudge me on a journey and say, "Carl, you should go to church. You should read the Bible." And speaking of Bibles, my brother who struggled with drugs and that kind of thing made sure I had his. 
And like you said, all of those things start clicking almost like a conversation with a colonel in the middle of Nairobi and Kenya. And it's like, and Jesus looks at Carl and goes, hey, can I get in with you? <laughs> and Carl yeah. goes, man, I've needed you my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and then boom. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was incredible. And it's <laughs> like, it's, it's, it, I can't, all these things, I, I always having a stuff happening in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if I tracked it. People say, oh, you must have tracked it. And all my friends say, oh, your life's amazing. You travel over the world. And yeah. it's like, and I'm like, God has put me on a path. I know it. Yeah. But he's not done with me. There's something. Because, you know, I, I'm 63 years old and I'm super hyper and I just, I don't There's stop. no way anybody would guess you're 63. Yeah, and, and I just don't, I mean, I climb I, and I've been doing extreme sports yeah. all my life. Well, I yeah. definitely want to make sure that the listeners hear what you just said. God's not done with me. I'm God on a path. And that's really true for all of us. What difference has it made being in community with men who, you know, you said, that's really, you know, changed my trajectory to be with men who have faith. And, you know, I know that right before the podcast, you were with a, a group of men um, at, at Real Life Church. And But also, what does it mean, like with, you said, like you and your daughter are leaning in, reading the Bible. Like, how is that? The men's help, group, Carl? The, for, the men's group is, is making me to be a better husband. Hmm. The men's group's making me to be a better father and making me responsible for keeping my family in the faith, especially with my daughter. And I've been doing a lot of trying to get her in the faith and, mm. and you know, and she's really excited. And uh, so um, she loves God. Mm. Did I, did I show you that note she did? I found on her desk. I have to, no. I got it somewhere. I have it. I have a, a picture of it in my phone, Yeah. but I was just in a room and we found this note and it says, dear God, I love you. And I love Jesus Christ, you know, and she signed her name and like just wrote this yeah, and just, had it on her desk. Wow. Almost put me to tears. For sure. Well, it was intense. It was like, whoa. But I need, and that would another sign. Another sign. It's just another sign. And I'm getting a lot of these right now. And it's just like, especially at your, at your church, you, mm. like I, I swear to God, I, 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 I feel like you're keep hitting me upside the head with a two by four. And yep, this is for you, Carl. <laughs> this is for you, Carl. <laughs> you know, and I'm you like, know I had one whoa. of your microphones in your I house. Know. It's you? like, whoa. It's just like every time I go, just some, something jumps out at me and it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And it, it, and really if it's anything good, it's God. And, and he's the same one that's been nudging your whole life. But when you really turn around and tune in to listen, it's amazing what you hear, what you see. And uh, thanks for sharing that about your daughter. Yeah. A little note here. It's like, you know, but why did she write that note? Because her dad is leaning in. And uh, I like what you said. When you're with other people who are in, you know, it's like, you know, we've talked about this, who's on that climb with you matters. So these men are making me a better dad, a better husband, mm -hmm. a more intentional man. And I still have the adventure. I still love the extreme things. Yeah. But the adventure is even, it's almost like it's in full color now because now that I realize there's no accidents, that everything's on purpose, I can't wait to see what's around the next bend and the next opportunity, the next path, because he's the one that's guiding me on that. And so, uh, Carl, thanks so much for sharing your life, your heart, um, and just some of your story and how all of us, I think, hopefully we can look back and see the same intersections 
of the same loving God who's very patient with us. <laughs> We're all thankful for that. Um, and hopefully today through this uh, season, this episode, we can all get to thank God ledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we need, say, everybody well, needs to get yeah. to thank God ledge. <laughs> and say, you know what? God, thank you for not giving up on me. Thank you that you got a path for me in the future. And thank you that you're with me right now today by grace one step at a time mm-hmm. carl keep climbing uh everybody listening keep climbing and uh thanks for uh carl for motivating all of us uh to stay on that path and make sure you've got um the right guide and just uh thank you for reminding us that end of the day uh that's jesus and he's with us um so you guys have a great one uh we'll see you next time on monday motivation mm-hmm.